So the body count of slain members of the LGBTQI plus community is still rising in a suspected hate crime. Artist and socialite Obribu Shoho was stabbed multiple times outside his home in observatory in Johannesburg. We now speak to Steve Litzike, who's the executive director of Access Chapter 2. Good afternoon to you, Steve. Uh, good afternoon to you and to the listeners of Radio 2000. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for joining us this afternoon, Steve. Please, you know, give us a brief uh, background of the organization, the organization that you are representing and the role that you play. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I work with uh, Access Chapter 2, um, which is a human rights organization focusing mm. on the rights of LGBTI people and women and girls in South Africa. Uh, I'm the founding executive director. Um, so the organization provides um, uh, free health services, mm. uh, uh, you know, from access to ARVs, mm. access to uh, post-exposure prophylaxis, pre-exposure prophylaxis, and so forth. So it's free health services uh, uh, at our center. Uh, we provide empowerment programs, skills programs. Uh, uh, we, we do have campaigns that we do from our advocacy work. Uh, we provide legal advice. Um, and if we can't, we would refer you to the relevant stakeholders. Uh, but this is particularly for LGBTI and women and girls, um, from gender-based violence issues, hate crimes, um, you know, to health issues. Um, that's why we're here. Steve Ovo, you know, they'll always tell you there's nothing for Mahala. There is nothing. There's nothing for free. So what I'd like to find out from you, I mean, do you have sponsors who yeah. helps you financially so that you can yeah. help the community? No, 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 absolutely. Because we are a non-profit organization, mm. so we really do depend on funding to sustain the work. Mm. Um, and indeed, we do uh, have a privilege of uh, uh, various uh, funders, um, you know, that keeps our work going on, uh, both domestically and internationally. Oh, excellent. Good to hear that. You know, Steve, people always talk about our constitution that is it's beautiful, it's amazing, it's ahead. But when you look at these stats, the numbers, the discrimination that is helping, that is happening in the country, people who are homophobic, you might think that we are in another country. This is not true. Mm, no, absolutely. I mean, I agree with you. Uh, it's such an upholding with a, con- with a country with a brilliant, brilliant, excellent constitution. It's celebrated everywhere. Mm. The question then becomes, why is this constitution not extended to everybody, that it's understood by everybody? Because now we can have it there written in black and white, but it must become a lived reality for every person in this country. Mm. I think what I also find disturbing and maybe also hypocritical is that you know, South Africa lived under apartheid for so many for yeah. so many years, and you ex- yeah. you would expect South Africans to really, before they they do certain things, take certain actions, to think back and say, "Hey, by the way, you used to be victims of discrimination and apartheid." Yeah. But it would seem they don't care. Life goes on. Yeah, I, I mean, you you are quite right. We have a history of prejudice, um, and and this history 
just didn't come from anywhere. It comes from the history of colonization. We mm. need to, you know, uh, uh, put it out there. Uh, that has created divisions amongst people. Mm. That has actually even created problems. It had criminalized people. Mm. Uh, how black people were told to walk that direction, not that direction. Mm. How women had to fight for equality. The women who who marched in 1956 were fighting for gender equality. Mm. And, and even today, decades later, we are still talking gender equality. And even when we speak to LGBTI issues, uh, um, you know, it was only since uh, when we have democracy, uh, criminalization was taken away. Um, so, so you can actually see what colonialism has done because it had criminalized people. But now, when we, we came into democracy, because many people fought for this uh, liberation, mm. you then look at this history of prejudice that you have to change the social and structural reality of people. And, and, and it seems like 25 years later, uh, 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 we're still battling with um, the, the notion of respecting everybody, respecting their dignity and self-determination mm. and integ- integrity of individuals. And, and it's such a pity that we are unable as society to actually reconcile and to understand that we are all diverse, we are all made in, uh, uh, in the image, and we can all coexist with our diversity. So, Steve, there's been a, a delay in the passing of the hate crimes bill. In your understanding, what's causing the delay, and how does this bill ensure protection of the LGBTQI community? Yeah, look, it's over two decades that we've had this conversation about the hate crimes bill Mm. and the hate speech. And this is not a new uh, conversation. I mean, already in 2003, in 2006, uh, the hate crimes and hate speech bill was to actually seeking to repair the injustice of the past. Mm. That had created crimes, or that seen a rise of crimes of biasness that is sending a message that you know crime that is committed you are sending into a particular group right Mm. this is not only just a legislation that will protect lgbti people it's a legislation that will protect black people Mm. white anybody racist Mm. Mm. uh, 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 will be dealt with homophobia or homophobic people will be dealt with Mm. Uh, xenophobic will be dealt with so it's actually encompassing a kind of message crime um, that is unwanted, but you have to record the motivation. Now, what is the issue? Why is this not happening? Why are we not having this right? There's a dynamic, uh, often when you speak about hate speech and the dynamics of constitution that speaks about the freedom of speech. Mm. Now, if you take an example of a case, an old case like John Kualani case, uh, uh, that is now under the Constitution, mm. uh, where we are waiting as a country a constitutional judgment uh, uh, about this. John Kualami, who was a journalist who published in 2009 a very homophobic front cover of uh, 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 the media publication that he was working with, mm. but said, call me anything but gay is not okay. And he equated a man getting married to an animal. Now, it became a, an equality case that went through Human Rights Commission, Equality Court. And when he was found guilty at the Equality Court, he contested 
and appealed. Mm. And but in his appealing, he took it to the Supreme Court of Appeal and had said that actually the PEPUDA, which is the Promotion of Equality and Discrimination Act, is unconstitutional because it's prohibiting his freedom of speech. So then it was declared only at the uh, uh, Supreme Court of Appeal uh, that it must go to the constitutional uh, 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 constitutional court. Now, unfortunately, Parliament is not able to uh, uh, move with the bill because of the constitutional court. Should the judges in the constitution say, no, in fact, this is uh, unconstitutional, it may force a re- rewording even of the hate crimes or hate speech bill that is being proposed. So um, it's where we are currently, but this is failure of an arm of state like parliament, policymakers that have taken 20 years to create something that could deal with prejudice. Mm. And it is failure. I'm uh, thinking of it as failure. You can't take 20, 30 years to make law that addresses injustices. Mm. But is, is, is government doing enough? Government is... Government can do better. Mm. I think government can do better because it can be silent when there is violation of human rights. That's number one. But also government should ensure that the constitution, the policies, I mean, we've got over 16 policies that protects, that enhances uh, sexual orientation, gender identity and so forth. So you can create a policy and not create a program. To, to speak to this. You can't create a law and not teach people about law. So, so government can do better. But it then also has to understand that it is people, it is society that must understand. So you need to look at what is happening within the school curriculum. Are we teaching inclusivity, diversity as part of the LO, life orientation? In the health, are we ensuring that uh, LGBTI peoples uh, are recorded correctly and so forth? In, in, in different home affairs, have we ensured that what we have put as sex change law is integrated adequately so people can get their gender marker on time? So I think government is not necessarily doing enough, but they can do better. Executive Director of Access Chapter 2, Steve, thank you so much for chatting to us. And... Uh, Keep doing your best, you know. We, we appreciate what you're doing for uh, for the LGBTQI plus community and keep oh. keep moving. Thank you so much. All right, there you go. Steve Litzik there. Radio 2000, our music, your memories. This is the Glen Zero Superdrive. Tuesday afternoon, peoples, eight minutes to five.